Justin Lane out there having a bit of fun with me, playing a bit of music. I have no idea what that was. What was that, Justin? Thank you. <laughs> For Ben Smith, obviously. Ben Smith from the West Australian joins us. Very fine young sports writer, uh, equally adept at covering soccer and rugby. And we're going to talk about both of those things to Ben on the show today. Ben, welcome. Hi, Duff. How are you doing? And um, I, be- I couldn't hear what Justin's response was, but I believe that was Ocean Avenue by Yellow Cars. Um yeah, you get a tick for that, mate. And clearly you're more up to speed with modern music than I am. If it gets past Bruce Springsteen, I'm starting to struggle a fair bit. He's uh, so, 20 years old. It's not that modern, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, it's modern for a 60-year-old. <laughs> ben, uh, Perth Glory, nil all draw to Wellington Phoenix last weekend. Good result or not? Yeah, I think it was a good result. Uh, you know, there was a disappointment from... Alan Stadich and the team afterwards that they weren't able to get a win, but I think you've got to look at it, you know, from a whole season perspective. You know, two months ago, if you'd offered for glory a nil draw against the league leaders, they probably would have taken it. I don't show how far they've come in the space of, you know, five or six weeks. The fact that they're no longer content with, uh, you know, a scoreless draw against a pretty good team in the Phoenix. So, yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't a bad game either. I think people tend to look at the result and say, oh, nil all draw. Uh, you know, a bit of a bore draw, probably wasn't much going on. But, you know, I found it interesting from a, you know, from a tactical perspective. And, you know, I thought the glory kept the ball well without, you know, creating too many chances. Um, and Wellington, you know, particularly in the final half hour, I thought started to look quite dangerous. And, you know, I think a, a point was a fair result. I don't think either side will be particularly happy with the draw. But... Overall, I think it was a, a fair showing. So, there. I think is it six matches in a row without defeat? Is that right for Glory at the moment? There's six games unbeaten for the Glory, which is uh, when you consider, you know, they could barely buy a win at the start of the year. So the fact that they're not only getting wins but also, you know, proving hard to defeat is, you know, that's huge for the Glory. It shows, you know, as I mentioned earlier, how far they've come in a short period of time. The fact that you know, after a slow start, Alan Stadich's methods are, are working. They are resonating with the playing group. So what's changed then? Obviously, we know about the off-field stuff and the uncertainty that must have created with the playing group. And I, I think it's been a mighty performance by the Glory players and the coaches to maintain spirit and maintain energy through all of that. But, but what else has changed that's made them a lot tougher to play against than they were previously? I think they've just, they're just more familiar and more, uh, you know, they, they know what Stadich wants. They've kind of had, you know, three, four months under his tutelage now. And I think it's, you know, a case of the, uh, you know, they finally kind of clicked, OK, like, this is what we want to do in this situation. You know, this is how we want to build up from the back. Everyone is, you know, Stadich uses the word, you know, united and aligned a lot in preference press conferences, um, you know, particularly with players coming in, they're united and aligned in what that they want to do as a squad. And I think that wasn't... There was some there was some teething issues with the way they wanted to play under Stadich. And, you know, it, do, it just feels like every player is kind of familiar with the style. It's all clicking into place. You know, I don't... You know, uh, the new owners came in, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but the glory were already on this. Uh, you know, already had begun this kind of unbeaten run by the time that you know, had got to the club. So it's really, uh, you know, it, 
I think it just goes to show that, you know, not everything happens overnight in professional sports. You need a little bit of patience, and particularly, you know, in terms of this uh, under Alan Sadich. You know, he couldn't really bring any players in, you know, either transfer window um, because of, uh, you know, the, the lack of ownership at the time. Now that's being fixed, you know, Sadich will have a pretty keen idea of, you know, areas he wants to bolster, um, you know, come the end of the season. So, and you're right, Good. it does take time to fix, and it's because good coaches have building blocks, don't they? And they put things in place that can be built upon. So what's the next building block that has to go into place for this team? You mentioned they didn't create a hell of a lot of scoring chances against Wellington Phoenix on the weekend. So how do they go about doing that? How do they not only be hard to play against and hard to score against, but also get more dangerous themselves, do you think? Yeah, I think... Um you know, I'm glad you mentioned the defence there because it was just a second uh, clean sheet that the glory have had this season. Um, so that you know, that's something that they'll be after. They've been really poor defensively over the last six or seven weeks, even though they've been undefeated through most of those games. They had been shipping a lot of goals, so good to see the defence start to right itself a bit. But just in terms of what they need to do when they do have the ball. Um, I think they just need to be a bit more creative. I don't think they've got many, or if any, you know, creative midfielders in the team. So that'll be an area that they should look to strengthen in the off-season. You know, I think uh, Giordano Colley looks more comfortable in that kind of deeper midfield role. He started life as more of an attacking midfielder. Uh, and this season, he's kind of been more of a defensive midfielder, sitting a bit deeper, kind of controlling possession a bit more. And he's starting to look a bit more comfortable, uh, you know, especially the last few weeks. What I want to see from you know from him now is you know okay he's got the kind of you know the recycling and ball retention kind of under you know under he knows what he needs to do in that respect. Can he now create from deep? Can he link up with Adam Taggart more frequently? Can he link up with Stefan Kolakowski more frequently? Um, I think Glory uh, you know in the middle of a park. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done. I, I'd like to see them uh, recruit a couple of, you know, creative players who can play, you know, in that, the way that Sadders lines them up, they play four, four defenders, two central midfielders, two, two wide attacking midfielders and two strikers. For me, those two central midfielders need to be more creative. They need to be better at playing the ball, not just out wide on counter-attacks, but they need to be better at playing in between the defensive lines. They need to be better at hitting up Adam Taggart because Adam Taggart is very good with the ball at his feet. It's one of his strengths as a player. It's not just that he puts the ball in the net. It's that he can drop in, he can hold players off, he can link up with other players, draw players, defenders in, suck them out of position, and then you know the glory can flip the switch and they're away. So Western United this weekend, what do you expect out of that game? Uh, what are the prospects of getting a victory in that one? It'll be an interesting one because Western United have been, for long stretches, the worst team in the competition. But recently, they have managed to turn things around on the pitch, which is, you know, they're kind of in a similar boat to Glory. Glory has, obviously, Glory and United were the two, you know, worst teams in the league for a long stretch, or at least by the latter. Uh, United is still bottom of the table, but, um, you know, they've got four points from their last three games. They're not, um, you know, too far. They're seven points off Newcastle and Adelaide, who are both below the glory now. But, you know, their form and their performances over the last month or so have really improved. Uh, when you've got a player like they do, uh, Daniel Pena, who is 
you know, I think one of the most fun players in the league to watch. Uh, you know, he's a fantastic player. Uh, Noah Botic is someone who's been spoken about as a you know real you know young striking talent. Uh, you know, for a long time in Australian football, he's you know he shows glimpses here and there, but he, you know he's always someone you've got to watch. Uh, you know, because he, he's just he's good at peeling off the back shoulder of a defender when they least expect it. And um, the other factor is, you know, it is an away game. The glory has improved on the road, you know, recently, but you know, on the whole, their away form is still. You know, very below par. So the glory will be keen to you know to continue to improve on the road. Uh, but yeah, it's still you know the travel factor still re- represents a bit of a challenge for this team. They've climbed a little bit from the bottom of the table. What's achievable between now and the end of the season? How much further can they go? And I guess if they want to go anywhere, it's probably important that they start winning games like this one. Yeah, well, that's what Alan Stadrick said last week. He said, you know, he was he's very honest. He says, we're in the hunt for the finals football. We're in the hunt for the top six. We need to be winning games more than we're drawing them. Uh, they're currently seven points off Sydney in sixth spot, and Sydney are really starting to hit their straps on the Ulfric Calais uh, as coach. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be pretty tough to, uh, to catch Sydney. <laughs> but I think the way the glory have played over the past month shows that you know, even if they don't get there, they're going to be tough to beat and they're going to win games and they're going to really, you know, give it their all. And I think they are going to be in or, in and on, in or around that top six mix. Uh, you know, there's only, you know, I think, you know, eight or so games left in the season, but I don't see any reason why they can't, you know, begin to haul, haul in a couple of the teams above them. You know, they did beat Brisbane a couple of weeks ago. They've got a game in hand over Brisbane, so if they do win against Western United, uh, there's a chance that they leapfrog Brisbane, which would be put them in eighth. Um, I, I think they just need to continue, in terms of on-pitch stuff, I think they just need to continue to pick up where they left off defensively against Wellington, not ship too many goals. They're always going to score goals over the long-run glory. There's so much attacking talent in this team with Daniel Benny, Adam Taggart, Seth Kolakovsky, David Williams, uh, Joel and Asmo has been good off the bench recently. So, you know, it's just, for me, I want to see them keep more clean sheets. Sheets, I want to see them concede less goals, and I think, you know, that'll help them move up the table. Now, on to rugby. Not a great start for Western Force, it's fair to say, against the Hurricanes at HBF Park last Friday. 44-14, all came about because of a woeful first half, Ben. Yeah, there was uh, Force were held to score in the first half, and it was a real disappointing start for the season because, for me, the Force are a lot stronger than they were at the start of last season. There was a lot of excitement uh, about the Force, you know, maybe not from over east, but you know, certainly internally and amongst the Force fans over here, there was a real buzz about the team, and it was a, you know, I kind of described it as a Mercy's War type of game because everything that went wrong for Force could have gone wrong. They obviously. You know, without their two starting locks, Isaac Rodder and Jeremy Williams, uh, you know, it was uh, it was the line out completely fell apart, particularly late when they subbed off subbed off uh, Lepetti Fatui, uh, who I thought you know actually had a decent kind of enough game. It was, I think it was his first ever Super Rugby game. Uh, you know, the scrum was under pressure again. You know, they're, they're going to be without Miley Pierce now for. For four weeks after he was uh, suspended for a head 
had high contact on Geordie Barrett. He was given a yellow card during the game and copped a broken nose for his troubles as well, the poor kid. But, you know, he's a very, uh, he's one of our best props. And the fact that we're now going to be without him when they're also without Angus Wagner, Harry Hooper and the Siafisa Alone. Uh, you know, it really puts the pressure on uh, the forces front row stocks. Uh, and yeah, against the Hurricanes, you know, just there were handling errors, there were poor decisions, there were bad kicks. I think there was a kickoff which went about three metres, just completely scuffed. And yeah, it just kind of all fell apart at the seams. There, you know, Simon Cromwell wanted to talk post game. Uh, you know, he was he was very blunt and. Uh, in assessing the team's performance is not good enough and disappointing. Um, he did also, um, you know, one of the things he, I think he'll be leading on this week is the, you know, the 10, 15 minutes spell after half time where they scored two tries to the Hurricanes one, and they did look a lot better. They came out of a out of a break looking like a more composed team. They, you know, put some points on the scoreboard, kind of began to really, uh, you know, to try and uh, haul the Hurricanes in. But then it kind of all fell apart again in the last 20 minutes. The Rebels this weekend, what are the prospects there? Uh, it's going to be very tough. Uh, the Rebels obviously are going through some you know, horrific stuff off field with the, you know, their future becoming even more perilous by the day. And it's really sad to see uh, an Australian club go through that. It is obviously the force went through it themselves a few years ago. And uh, you know, I, do, I do feel for all the Rebels staff and players and coaches who are being put in this really kind of horrible position. It's, it's not nice. Uh, from an on-field perspective, the Rebels, you know, they got spanked last week by the Brumbies in a really poor showing. I think they'll be very disappointed with that. Uh, the Force, you know, the Force, Force didn't win a single game on the road last year. They signalled out that, you know, they signals that their away form needs to change. They will arrive in Melbourne, I think, as the underdogs. Maybe not so much you know, in terms of, you know, the, the list itself. But missing as many, uh, you know, forwards as they are at the moment, it makes it really tough on a team. If you've got a, an experience and, you know, a, a forward pack, which is second best, and the Rebels do actually have a decent forward group, it is going to be hard for the force to get on the front foot, which means what they do when they do have the ball is going to be of extra importance because they know they're probably going to lose the forwards battle at least on paper as it stands at the moment. So they, they, they know they're going to be up against it. They know the scrum is going to be under pressure. They know they're going to have to correct the scrum and line out issues from last week. So, you know, for me, it comes down to what are the backs do to, when they get the ball? Can, how can they manage this game? How can they, you know, up the tempo when they need to, slow it down when they need to? How can they, uh, you know, if, 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 as is proved to the case, the forwards aren't actually able to to win much of all for force, it, like when the force do have prote- uh, have possession, it's going to take on extra importance. Ben, always a pleasure to have you on the show. You can read Ben's stuff in the West Australian, very fine young sports writer. Thanks for joining us, mate. In a word, does the force win? I think so. You know, I think they respond really well. I think this is a different team to the one we saw at the start of last year. I think they're going to go over to Melbourne, and I think they'll get a good result. All right. Hopefully you're right, and hopefully that generates uh, further interest. Good crowd there on the weekend, 8,000, so uh, not good that they had the poor performance. Hopefully they can uh, regain some faith. Ben, thanks so much uh, for coming on the show. No worries. Always a pleasure, Duff.
Ben Smith from the West Australian newspaper, as I mentioned, very fine young sports writer. You can text in your thoughts on the force and the glory, 0487 736 736, or we'd love to hear from you on the Bowen Day open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break.